Pick the Nintendo Shack and pray. Frederick from Fire Emblem Awakening says, yo. Greetings, Kooplings, and welcome back to Nintendo Shack 154. 154. This week, we're going to talk all about some Treehouse Live details, Pikmin 3DX, Hyrule Warriors. Um, joined here, as I am each and every week, most weeks, by the returning Garrett. How are you, sir? I don't know about you, Donnie, but I think uh, Bex is a little sus right now. Oh, no. Please pass it along. She's totally sus. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah, like the I'm, record of show. Nailed it. This guy <laughs> nailed it completely. I don't know it. how you nailed it. Oh, I knew. To be honest, with I just you. knew. Are you serious? You knew. Just totally knew. Hi, Rebecca. Hi. We're gonna talk about some <laughs> some little announcements. And Garrett's little, excited about little at some and point. big. <laughs> some medium ones too. <laughs> uh, before we do, let's thank those that produce the show over at Patreon. Thank you, Callow, Barry Cathcart, Josh Borboni, Chris McElfresh, Devin Tice, Kyle Hammond, Michael Masick, Zach Bradshaw, Nick Fallhaber, Paul Calicote, Rude Days 93, Rob Emanuel, Grouchy Surge, and Ben B. Mox Moxum. So here's the thing. If we get like 10 or 15 more producers, mm-hmm. we got to do something, right? Like We can't commit to keep reading them. It took like a minute. <laughs> Thank you for all that you do. It helps supporting the show. I hope that you're enjoying your early access and board with everything and DLC and all the other things that we do over at Patreon. If you don't know anything about what I'm talking about, you need to head over to patreon.com slash PSVG and get in the know. So let's uh, start the show like we do each and every week with what we're up to. I'll start because I don't have nearly as much, I think. Um I'm not playing much of anything on Switch because I'm A, playing lots of things on my Xbox, B, tried to play Super Mario 35. Every time I do, my kids are on the Switch upstairs. We do the game share thing. So I always have to play in airplane mode. Can't play that game in airplane mode. So kind of ruining my fun for that. Um, I did start up, though. This is going to be great modern on the edge podcast feedback. Jurassic World, the Lego game, Lego Jurassic World or whatever. I bought that. It was on sale. The Warner Brothers sale like two weeks ago. I bought it for like six bucks. That's pretty fun little Lego game. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm kind of enjoying it. I've heard all the Lego games are pretty fun. I think they are. Like I like Lego City. I like Lego Star Wars. I'm very excited Mm -hmm. for the Skywalker saga redo or whatever. Some of them are hit and miss. I think it depends on how much you like the IP. Um, but so far in this one, it's fun. It reminds me a lot of Lego Batman. You do get like in the Jurassic Park Jeep and you can drive around like these little areas to get to your next level. So it has, it's not open world, but it has like these little, uh, little drivable parts. Batman did that. And, uh, they do rip like the audio directly from the movies. So in the little cutscenes that the characters are doing, you just hear Jeff Goldblum's voice and stuff. And it's like kind of bad, which makes it kind of funny. <laughs> You know, because it's like kind of low quality. Um, so that's really fun and I'm enjoying it. And it's just uh, that Jurassic Park theme, you know, that music. You could swing it down and like all the dinosaurs are in Legos. So they got like weird faces and their jaw lines are broke and stuff. It's just it's very fun. I'm having um, a really good time. All of the characters have 
differing abilities, which I always enjoy in the Lego games. I think that's how you make a really good Lego game because you're not doing the same stuff over and over again. So Dr. Grant has like a shovel and he can like look up bones and then his wife can like double jump like super high and she's like more athletic and stuff like that. So I'm having I'm having some fun with it. Um, I'm playing a game for review. It is a Halloween themed game. Ooh. I did tweet about it, but I'm an under embargo um, to talk about it. But I started playing it today. I'm very, very excited to share that with everyone else. So, yeah, I'm playing some things, but not really. I feel like I'm going to be this way, too, for a few weeks. I was thinking about that um, over the past week. Like, I'm not <clears throat> I'm not really in the mood to play my Switch a whole lot. Um, like, just none of the, like, I've, 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 none of the games, like, on the n- near horizon are really doing it for me. You know, so mm-hmm. it's just like either replay something, which is fine. It's kind of what I'm doing on Xbox. I'm replaying some things, but like I'm kind of in the mood to play like a single player game. Like I've been playing Hellblade and Mafia, and so it's like I'm kind of in that mood right now. There's just not a whole lot of that, um, particularly on Switch. Um, so Xenoblade, you got Xenoblade Chronicles right there waiting for you. I could always go back. I stopped mm-hmm. in chapter 12, not that far off. Yeah. 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 Probably not. No. Probably not. I was thinking of going back to um, Astral Chain as like the one that I want to redo. Okay. Yeah, I was thinking about doing that. Um, but yeah, just just kind of messing around to them. Like I got um, Roller Coaster Tycoon. I haven't played it yet. But I totally bought it because I wanted <laughs> to see how it worked on Switch. But every time I like boot up my Switch, I'm like, I don't want to do that. And then not today. Yeah, not today. Uh, I am playing something else, but it's kind of a part of the news, so I'll just hold it. So Rebecca, would you tell us what you're up to? So I bought a 2DS. Yay! Um, My original one was on its last legs. Um, I I never upgraded from the original model. Uh, So when they said that they were ending production, I was thinking, oh no, like (laughs) my 3DS (laughs) isn't going to last forever. So then I saw that they they put up refurbished models of the new 2DS XL system on their website. Um, And my original 3DS was actually refurbished and I had a good experience with that. So I thought, why not save a bunch of money and get something that is a big upgrade from what I have right now um, and get something that's going to last me a while. So I ended up getting it and I played around with it a little bit. I haven't transferred everything over yet, um, but I had Samus Returns sealed, never played it yet. Um, I booted that up finally for the first time just to kind (laughs) of get it running on the new system and seeing it. And man, I should have upgraded such a long time ago. It's a really good game. The yeah. big screen is so much better. I yes. feel like it's just more comfortable. Like it's, I'm not like this little tiny thing in my hands anymore. Um, I am not going to miss the 3D because I never used it anyway yep. um, on my 3DS. Like ever. I don't, I, I think I might have used it on the first day and never turned it on ever again. Um, so I won't miss that. Um, How do you like that I, super thin screen? It's like, it's good. It's I thought that it would be a little bit heavier the system because yeah. it's bigger, but it's not really any nope. any heavier. I don't think it's pretty than light. My original one, so it's, it's light. It's it's good. I'm happy. It was ninety nine dollars. You can't beat that. I feel like you're not going to be able to get any of the 3ds family systems for much cheaper than that in a couple years from now. So mm-hmm. I always say I really trust the Nintendo refurb stuff. I bought all of my nieces all of their stuff from Nintendo refurb. I think I got them all 2ds's for like forty bucks a piece. Dang. Um, I bought a, a Nintendo Wii U refurb from Nintendo, and mm-hmm. it was like basically brand new. And the cool thing that I liked about those, I'm not sure if anybody's ever bought one, they actually came in their own box, but like a retail box, but it was different than the actual box. 
Hmm. This is crazy because it felt like a new yeah. console. Um, I think they always swap the cases like on all of the refurb stuff because I have bought five or six probably refurb systems from Nintendo. I don't think I've ever gotten one that had like even a blemish or a mark. They've never looked used. My original one had a very, very tiny blemish. You would not even, even like really notice it. Um, mm. Didn't really impact anything at all. I've had good experiences with the refurbish. Um, I think they do a great job. As well. yeah. 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 I would recommend it. You know, why, why not? It's cheaper. Um, and so I needed one, so I got it. Um, so I, I don't know if I'll like dive super deep into Samus Returns yet. Um, there's a couple things that I, uh, kind of want to finish up first, but when there's more Switch droughts, I will be, uh, hitting some of those 3DS games that I nice. missed out on. So. You reminded me. I bought Axiom Verge. Never played it. Oh, I think that's it. a good one. Just haven't been in the mood for that game yet. You know, mm-hmm. it's like kind of like Ori, like you got to get in the mood to sit down and play that game. I've been waiting for that moment, but that's another one I'm on my to-do list. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. So I was playing around with that a little bit. Um, I've continued with Illusion of Gaia for the Super Nintendo and it was easy up until a couple days ago and that game got hard. Like I'm finally starting to experience like, okay, this is classic, you know, retro Super Nintendo, brutal difficulty. There's a lot of cryptic puzzles in that game. Um, and I finally hit my first boss where like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to beat this boss. Um, I tried it a lot. Um, just a couple of like things that I missed that I can go back and get to hopefully try and um, and beat it. But um, I hope I can get through it because I'm really enjoying that game. Um, the music rocks. The characters are interesting. I'm I'm interested in the story and how there's a lot of real like historic, um, real life things in it. Um, so I'm gonna try uh, later this week to uh, make a little bit more progress in that game. It's not long. I think I'm about halfway through it already. I only started it like not even two weeks ago. Um, but yeah, I kind of kind of hit a wall with that. We'll see where it goes. Other than that, um, I got my first win in Super Mario 35. Nice. Uh, I, I didn't touch it since, so I <laughs> <laughs> one and done. You won. You did it. You I won. did it. You I did, did it. it. So I hope they add more stuff to that game. We we're kind of talking a little bit about it last week. Um, I hope you know it. That game has some longevity to it because I think the idea is worth it. I don't know how much of it you guys played. I have zero. I, okay. I did yeah. not download it. I played a few more matches. I'm still, I was, I was explaining to Elaine yesterday, I'm still, I'm in that mindset, that weird gamer psychology where I kind of don't want to play it because I know it's not going to be there. <laughs> like, I kind of don't want, <laughs> right. you know, it's like I don't want to get invested into it. I don't want to spend 30 hours playing a game that I know isn't going to be there. Like, I don't know. It's weird. Or maybe don't is too strong. It's like I kind of don't feel the urge to. You know, mm-hmm. it's like I could spend a lot of time playing this because I like it, or I could spend that time playing something that I actually own. You know, it's kind of more like that. See, I don't understand that at all because wouldn't you want to play it while it's oh, here? Oh, it's just totally it's weird. Gone? Oh, I told you. It's <laughs> complete dumb gamer logic. I don't know what it is, but that was my initial response. Like yeah, after okay. I played it and tried it and I got mm-hmm. it, I was like, okay, now I'm not going to play this game anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I think I get that. I like games where I just progress more and like I know I have a reference and then next time I play is like, okay, I'm a little bit better now. I guess you have that with Mario 35. It's just, I don't know. With more skins and levels to un- I, I don't know, you get skins unlock in that game or anything like that? Or is it just, here's you get, the win? You unlock icons, which nobody even really like sees. Pro- yeah. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that game's just going to be forgotten once it's left, if it's like this. It's in this like a yeah, riddle I feel or something. Like they need to do something like how Fall Guys is adding all those skins and, you know, I feel like things that are... Yeah, season two there. And now they're season two. They're bringing people back. Like, people are jumping back into it. There's reason to, and I think they need to do something like that. It's such a good idea. It's a shame that they're not going, <laughs> they're not going all the way with it. Yeah. But that's what I've been playing. Cool. Uh, so what I've been playing is, of course, Donnie's most excited JRPG of all time. Yeah. Yeah. Atelier Riza. Not going to do yeah. it. I don't know the rest of the subtitle, actually. <laughs> I want to explain it a little bit. <laughs> exactly. I want to explain a little bit more about this game because I've been just, I've been playing it for the past, I don't know, month or so. So I'm about 20 hours in. And I can tell you from a JRPG perspective, this is the point where they reveal all of the mechanics. About 20 hours is like, okay, you probably have seen almost a little bit of everything in this game. And it really does have its hooks in me. Like the grinding is there and like the bosses get hard. Um, but what's really driving me back to this game is the crafting system. So when you go through um, kind of like these monster run trips, um, there's a lot of different ways to collect resources and items. And these resources have different attributes, different um, kind of like perspectives or, or characteristics as that. You bring them all back to your base and then your base kind of organizes everything. Then you go to the alchemy part and then um, each item you kind of try to make has its own web, like web of stuff you need to make. You, you ready, Donnie? This and then, is awful. And, in this web, you can do all sorts of types of different qualities or to, to sell the item very high, or you can put added like traits and characteristics to like a certain weapon or armor. And even to the point of like, there's like base level weapons and armor, and then you have to go through a certain route into crafted to make the upgraded weapon or the next weapon or the next armor. So it, it's really pulling me into this. And I'm even crafting my own kind of gathering weapons like a hammer and an axe and this hammer and axe will actually help me get different items out in the world in the game it's actually a pretty intuitive um grinding i don't know loop i'm i'm hooked into it and that's actually i don't know it can be rare for a grinding loop to really hook me up like this like i could probably play i don't know tens of hours of this and be fine it's just one of those where i just like put it on mute the story's not that I, I, it's JRPG. So it, it's really not that great to me. It's just going through this grind that I really enjoy. So I'll keep com continue to play it. Um, I know this is probably not for you guys at all. Um, <laughs> I was thinking people made a really big mess of noise about the weapons breaking in Breath of the Wild. And as you were talking, mm -hmm. I was like, that's so much better than what Garrett's explaining. I would so much rather, have that. <laughs> rather just pick up a weapon. Just, and, just and give let me it break. a new thing, and I'll just go with that. Like this, is there an optimized button or like an easy button? Yeah. So, so there's um, buttons where you can say high quality or low quality. So if you want to just okay. make, All right. make like, that like helps. A make, yeah, make a base like cloth or or ingot or whatever. You can make, okay, I want a low quality of this. Just make me a bunch of One these. One of my favorite things that the Warrior series does is you end up picking up so many materials and stuff. They're like, just mm -hmm. press the button. You just hit the <laughs> button and it just does it. And you're like, all right, let's keep playing. Right. So that, that's what you can do. You can make a high quality item and it'll automatically do it for you. Sometimes I do it manually just because I want very specific things and weapons and armor. Um, and then there's also, you can like destroy items too to make gems. And then you can make gems to 
like further enhance your items and weapons. So great. Let me Again. ask you this because I've thought about I've put some thought into this quite a bit because I know like Sean does this. You kind of get into this. Devin likes this type of stuff. Do you mm. think this is a PC related thing? Do you think maybe if you got early into PC, you're more apt into this? Maybe. I mean, I've been in PC a little bit with the real time strategy games ever I'm since I was I'm talking like old. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm talking like yeah. if you grew up in that time and you were playing good, it seems to be, and I, this is a blanket statement, but I was just, mm-hmm. it's like a pattern that I've noticed. There seems to be like some shared DNA amongst these people that totally love to just play a loop where they just get yeah. a, a purple gun for 12 hours, right? It's like a Warcraft thing. It's a Diablo thing. It's like an old school PC thing. And it's made its way to console mm-hmm. and almost every time, because obviously I'm me, so my resistance to that is met with, you know, <laughs> people cringe, <laughs> oh, Donnie, you, you need to like this stuff. And then uh, that's it just seems to be a pattern, like some shared DNA that I think I always notice from you guys. They seem to be PC-ish players. It could be like MMOs, right? Yeah. So I, I played a lot of Maple Story, which was a free-to-play MMO, and it's still around, but like that's what I played a lot when I was young too on PC. But it's also Pokemon. Pokemon you grind. I mean JRPGs you grind in general. But yeah, yeah you're true. right. This this lo- there this loop is MMO ish for sure. Um, anyways, I'm liking it. If if you guys like see it on sale and, and you're into JRPGs, I go ahead and, and take a look at it. It's also on PS4, uh, so you can check it out if you want to. I like All right, how your I voice wa- came down when you said it. Yeah, it's it's like, also uh, on PS4. PS4. I guess so. <laughs> it runs better there, I guess. Wait, can you play handheld? No, you can't. Well, you can on Vita. Anyways, um, the next two games I want to just zip by. Um, I've been, still been playing Mario 64, kind of in and out. Um, it's like, yeah, I'll let me collect some more stars. Okay, I'm kind of tired of this. I'm kind of tired of yanking the camera all around. Um, I know everyone had... Tired of that such- noise, the camera. Dude, oh, dude. my gosh. <laughs> And I'm sure everyone had fun when they saw my my video on Twitter where I did, tried to do a triple jump to that fly and instead I like hit another block and went straight to the sand. Classic. Oh, that was wonderful. Um, but yeah, I'm still I'm still enjoying it. I'm about 47 stars and now, and I think I'll just get my 70 stars and be good, the bare minimum, and and try <laughs> try to beat this game. I I really want to get to the other two. I heard if you too. get all the stars and you do a backflip on the top of the mm-hmm. castle, mm-hmm. Yoshi appears in Luigi. Oh, really? Yeah, they come so down I, out of the sun. So I have to do that now? Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. Well, I mean, so you're, I'm you're, you're going to grind for a, I don't know, a mythical <laughs> hammer or whatever. Like, <laughs> <laughs> At least I know where progress is, Donnie. I, every time I go to Mario, I fail. I like, you know, lose a ton of lives and I'm like, what am I doing wrong? Anyways, okay. Um, the other game, Hades. I've been still splurging in and out some runs. I really enjoy it. Um, from last time, there's no there's game no of the year. Neg- it, it could be game of the Dude, year. People love this game. This this game. Uh, a lot of people are enjoying it. I enjoy it too. Um, but I don't like to obsessively play over and over and over again. Sure. But like every time I go back, it doesn't feel roguelike to me. It feel it feels like a game. I always feel like I'm doing something better or something different. There's always different weapons to try out. There's builds that are always unique, including like the spear and then like the bow and the shield. It's so good. And then like I've probably played maybe 30 runs or so, 25 to 30 runs. I have not hit um, a single like run where the dialogue was the same. 
in these characters. Every time I go to the first boss in the in the second boss is speechless, but the first boss I hit, every time she speaks, it's something different. They have something. So many words and so many lines and so much creativity and into this game. I really implore people that really do enjoy, you know, these isometric, action-packed, artistic games. If you're a super giant fan, even if you're not a roguelike fan, you got to you got to try this. I'm this, feeling the this FOMO game. on this one because yeah. so many people are saying so many nice things about it. Like, I want to play it um, just just to say that I did kind of like Dead Cells. Mm-hmm. It's exactly what I did with Dead Cells. I yeah. went in Dead Cells, Dead Cells. I played for like three hours. I was like, I got it. Not for me. And it's in the back. Right. But that's what that your feedback is exactly what I keep hearing and seeing on Twitter and YouTubes and podcasts I follow. People are saying, like, we, we know if you don't like the word roguelite, but play this anyway. Like, the, people keep saying it's the exception. Like, yes. this is the exception to the rule. So, yeah, I'm probably going to cave at some point. And uh, that's pretty much it on my end. Cool. Yeah. Um, we're going to get into this week in Nintendo, but I see in the chat, Rebecca, we have some breaking news. We have breaking yeah, news. Kyle, just let us know in the chat that they uh, announced another Splatfest for Splatoon mm. 2 that they're going to uh, be doing for you. This is one that we had last year, but they're redoing it again for Halloween. Trick S- versus treat. Splatoween. Splatoween. Yep. Trick. We, uh, team tricks. You can pick, pick either trick or treat for your mm. team, and it is from October 30th through November 1st. That's cool. I forget who won nice. last time, but I think I picked trick. Of course, trick is yeah. That's that's the that's the ultimate choice. Um, we had a tree li- treehouse live presentation where we got a really long demonstration of Pikmin Three Deluxe, like mm-hmm. a really long demonstration of Pikmin Three. <laughs> I was sitting there, I was just like, wow, they are really putting in the time on this one. Um, but what came out of it is that we have a demo available now. It went up yesterday. It's out today. That is the other game that I played. I played the demo to completion. It's mm-hmm. about an hour. It's not that long. You get into um, the first Mall Dad or Mom Ball or whatever it's called. Right. Yeah. So he played through that. Um, and played on the light. I think it looks really good. I've always thought Pikmin 3 looks great. Um, on the light in handheld mode, just ever so slightly a little ed- edgy. You know, yes. just like some aliasing stuff on the edges. But outside of that, it looks great. I did look up a stream of somebody that streamed it and they captured it in a full 1080p. Looks fantastic compared to the Good. Wii U version. Like the other Switch ports of Wii U games, they all seem to get like a vibrance boost. Like the gamma's like blown up, so it's much more brighter. It's crisp. It's more sharp. Um, mm-hmm. So even if it's not a whole you know resolution spectrum enhancement, it still looks a lot better. Pikmin Three is a beautiful game. It has always been it a beautiful. So pretty. Yep. Yep. It was a beautiful game when it came out on Wii U as a looker. Mm-hmm. Um. I've always said that about it. I am not the biggest Pikmin fan, but I really like Pikmin 3. I think it's a really good game. And if you guys missed it at any point along the way, there's a really good game here to be had. Um, so have you guys played it? I've played most of it. I'm okay. almost done. Yeah. I had it for the Wii U. Um, I love Pikmin as a franchise. I'm just not into the games. I downloaded the demo. I played like a little tiny bit of it, um, but I don't know. I, I probably won't buy it. I'm probably going to get it. I, I Sorry, so I played most of the demo. Oh, you played sorry. the demo. I got you. Yeah, yeah. I thought, I, yeah. But not the game. I played most of the demo today. It's really good on, on Switch, on the regular yeah. Switch resolution as well. Yep. Um, I haven't played it before, and I'm really digging it. I'm loving that gameplay. Good. So, yeah. That, that excites me. Um, I, I, the controls are, are okay. The lock-on mm-hmm. is a huge 
improvement because I was a little and when I first got into the demo, I started moving my stick around and I was like, you know, I, I looked at the controls and it said the lock on was the trigger. So I started like trying to lock on to everything that I could and it wasn't working because mm-hmm. it really doesn't start locking on until you get the actual items in the game. Right. Like I was just trying to lock on to like, hey, this this tree over here, lock on and throw it. So I was like, oh, no, this isn't that great. But once once I started playing out the rest of the levels, I was like, oh, no, this is good. Um, I still I still believe and I feel like Kevin might hit me for this. I <laughs> still feel like Pikmin's better with motion controls. Um, okay. I think it was tailor made for like the pointer style control. So this is good. It's a good replacement, um, but kind of like Galaxy's motion controls, like it's good on the Pro Controller. It's not maybe as good, but it's Did great. It get, does it give the option to do the Joy-Con pointer controls? You know, I didn't even check because I was playing. I on didn't light. check either because yeah. I don't play with Joy Cons. Yeah. I was playing on the light. So, mm. but um, yeah, that that I don't know. I don't know if that would. My experience with the Joy Con is I don't really like the motion, the Wii pointing. I don't think it's as responsive. Um, maybe that's just me, but like Dan in the chat says it does have uh joy con pointer control. That's still. good. Nice. Mm-hmm. I feel like without the infrared responder, you're always like doing the calibration to recenter, <laughs> you know, and just sudden that's feel true. One mm-hmm. to one as it used to. Um, but anyway, it's a great game. Um, they do have the new side story stuff. I read about them today. Uh, obviously we didn't play them cause they're in the demo. I am not going to rebuy the game as much as I like the game and I want to say nice things about it. And I want to encourage people to play it. I have already played it. And I have it on my Wii U. I'm not going to buy it again. Um, this isn't one of those ports I'm going to double dip for. Totally going to double dip for 3D World, but not not Pikmin. Doesn't seem like there's a ton of new content in Pikmin Three. The side missions, these little epilogue things, they're just mm-hmm. they're just like time trials. They're like, hey, go find right. the battery. You have two minutes. <laughs> like, there's not a lot of story expansion. You know, like I was kind of hoping that. The whole de- deluxe treatment, they were going to add a lot to it. We were thinking multiplayer with bingo battle or some, you know, put some new stuff in it. This doesn't seem like they put a whole lot of new stuff into it. So maybe they have ideas for Pikmin 4 and they're saving it for that. We were talking a lot about that today. So I think this is a good time to, to bring any of that up if you guys want to I mean, that out. I think we've talked about this, you know, quite a while ago. I still. I think the reason why Pikmin 3 Deluxe exists on the Switch is because they either scrapped or started over or whatever with Pikmin 4. Um, I see a lot of people predicting that it'll come next year, but I I, I don't know that they would have taken the time to do this with 3 if they have 4 almost ready to go. Yeah, you said that earlier. I was interested in the reason why. Like, You don't think they would launch a game in the same franchise back-to-back years? Not for Pikmin. I don't think Pikmin sells well enough to warrant that. Why, who's going to buy four if you know they, they haven't played three or, and vice versa? It doesn't seem like the kind of game that you would want mm-hmm. two right on the shelves with each other so close to each other. Well, I mean, I'm I, sure. it could be a, like a full year apart, right? What if it was October of next year? It could be. I, I just haven't heard of a game that has done that or a franchise that has done that. A of remake. Pikmin size. Yeah, like a, yeah, of the smaller-ish franchise. Caliber. But, yeah, Caliber. I think... Um, it could be possible though, because you know Nintendo's doing this kind of sneak drop of these games, right? With Paper Mario, and now with Pikmin Three. I mean, I, I, I mean, I could just see this Pikmin Four could be a summer game, could be smaller. You know, they don't have to bring the hype to that as much as I don't know Metroid Prime Four or something like that. I think the best way to potentially raise awareness for Pikmin was to make Pikmin Three available. 
Like if you were planning, mm-hmm. let's say the plan was at some point to bring Pikmin 4 to Switch. Let's say it's next year, the year after. Then I per, I would take the opposite approach. I'd be like, we need to get Pikmin 3 over here so people that don't know what the yeah. hell Pikmin is, because I don't think there's a lot of people out there that do, have a chance to do it. Um, That's true. But Because it is it is low effort, probably not very much budget to do this. Yep. Get some new Pikmin fans, especially. It's going to sell yeah. more than the Wii U version did, just, just mm-hmm. because. Just because more right. people have a Switch. And that, in my, so the way I look at it is, and that can only potentially help Pikmin 4's release chances. It's true. Right. It's it can't true. hurt it. I, I don't think. I don't think, or at least the way that I, and maybe this is just completely wrong, but the way that I think about games, I would never be like, well, I'm not going to buy this game now because I bought a similar game last year. It's like, I bought Call of Duty every year. <laughs> you know? Um, it's but, a different, different size franchise, sure, though. 100%. 100%. Mm-hmm. I was talking to Kevin today and he was, uh, he was, he shared, he briefly shared a text exchange he had with his wife. She was pretty livid that he told her Pikmin was on the Switch and she realized it was the same game. And uh, she yelled at him and she was like, what have they been doing all this time? Which is interesting. So I did some digging and I went and looked it up. Uh, the parallels Pikmin 3 have to Pikmin 4. Um, are quite striking. Pikmin 3 kind of did the same thing. So Miyamoto, I think in, and I'm this off memory, but I was reading on it. You can read it. It's on Wikipedia. Um, Pikmin 3, I think Miyamoto announced in like 2007. It was like an did you mean Metroid? Gosh. Did you, did you mean Metroid? No. You said parallel to Pikmin 4? Yeah. Yeah. Like in terms of like, it's, it's kind of development and it's kind of uh, development I'm- news cycle. Right. Announcement. Yeah. Kind of announcement. Like in an interview in like 2007 at E3, Miyamoto was like, yeah, we're going to work on a new Pikmin game. Oh, I see. And then like in 2011, he was like, yeah, it's almost done. And then it didn't come out until like 2014. (laughs) Interesting. The game was being talked about and people were looking for it for six years, seven years. We're Pikmin fans. Exactly. That's the reason I wanted to bring that (laughs) anecdote to the show because when I started reading about it, I was like, this apparently is the way Pikmin goes. Like they've done this before. And I think it's very likely that they did have it planned to be a Wii U title and then maybe something just didn't work out when they were, you know, pushing it for the Switch and maybe it had to be started over. I don't know. For a long time, I'm not gonna lie to you, for a long time I had taken the stance that I just think Miyamoto's kinda old. I just think he kind of misspoke. I'm not. Do you think he might have been things in his mind talking yep. about Hey Pikmin? I know that's a big theory. I oh don't think gosh. so because when Hey Pikmin came out, he said it wasn't that. Like he went on record, but he also but. said <laughs> Pikmin Four was coming. So maybe that was the case. Uh, another theory that I've seen that I think is plausible: maybe Pikmin was being thought of as a mobile game. I think Pikmin could make the mobile jump maybe. well. Yes. Um, yeah. So, like, I, I thought about that, too, and maybe that was scrapped because we've we've seen them do the mobile thing and then kind of pull it back. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe he just thought that they were going to do – maybe at the time he said it, they had this engine for Pikmin 3, and he thought he was going to do Pikmin 4, and they were like, yeah, no. Games get canceled all the time, and we usually don't hear about it. So, yep. one interview, people will run with that. That doesn't mean anything, though. Yep. Yep. 100%. So, uh, anyway – Long story short, folks, if you haven't played Pikmin 3, it's worth it's worth your time. If you have played it, I don't know about all that. And I do feel like I, I feel the gap now because as I was saying earlier, it's like I'm kind of like just sitting here with my Switch, I think, until um, well, we'll talk about one game that comes out. But outside of like one indie game, I'm like Mario Kart Live, baby. Anytime you want to get on over here. <laughs> I just want to say the Pikmin. It's so weird. 
it's a very weird game. And I do man, like that about yeah, it. Yeah, that's the cool I thing. I love about the it. weirdness. I love it. It's so quirky and yep. like, mm-hmm. how does this make sense? The cop pad and, like, and their little voices and then a little yeah. ghost Pikmin and it's just it's it's bonkers. And thank you for the achievements, Pikmin. Thank you for the PSN trophy dopamine hit that I'm getting on that screen. Now I'm <laughs> all those achievements. Turn that stuff off. I don't even really bothering <laughs> me while I'm trying to play my game. Um, also in that presentation, we got more Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity information. So we saw that it will feature the same map of Hyrule as Breath of the Wild, and we will wow. use that to kind of hop between stages and areas. You can go to towns, blacksmiths, do the next stage. That's so much better than like the just the timeline menu, I think. It looks so much cooler as the map, and I feel like you have so much more agency over it. Um, you'll mm-hmm. be cooking recipes. You'll be Korok hunting. I hope I don't think they will because like they've done this in the past the High Warriors game you had like the sculptures on the on the map right so you got to get those I think that's what it'll be but mm-hmm. I was loving the idea when they said I saw the tweet I was like what if they put like Korok and stuff like in the menus and stuff like in outside of the level game but oh like if gosh. you just saw them because they like do that stuff wall. on the uh, on the websites. You go to like the yep. Nintendo websites, they always have like these little games and stuff that they hide in the foreground and stuff. It's like, that would be kind of funny. Um, you could do the runes, which they showed a lot of rune combat off. I absolutely love the addition of runes to the Hyrule Warriors f- gameplay formula. The animations mm-hmm. look awesome. I want to throw those bombs and like, it looks so much better. It's so much bigger and grander and more impactful and action-y. So I love it. Um, we got to see Zelda. We got to see Urbosa. Uh, we got to see Impa. We got to see Lon Lon Ranch, which has a lot of people excited because it looks just like it did in Ocarina. And um, I did mention here, I put this down. The stream mentioned that Urbosa's friendship to Zelda and her late mother will be explored. So expect that to be a big part of the backstory. Donnie, I'm so disappointed. You have nothing in here in the notes about uh uh, Pura and Robbie. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, the highlight. There. Oh my gosh. They looked so cool because we see Pura. She was so uh, yeah. like young. She was like nine years old in Breath of the Wild. She did the reverse aging thing. She looks so cool in this one. I love her. My favorite. Robbie, th- Robbie looks so cool too. My favorite takeaway legit was Impa. Impa is badass. Yeah. Like she she's so awesome. big. Oh my I was like, she's from Naruto. Like she got the hand signs going, man. Yeah, and she can like <laughs> so clone crazy. herself. And she kept oh, and the Hinox battle she that they clone had. Herself? That's Naruto. <laughs> oh my god. The the Hinox battle that they had made it seem so much bigger than than I at least remember when I was mm. playing Breath of the Wild. Like the enemy looks so much bigger, like on yeah. screen on scale. I was like, this is insane. It looks so much fun. The gameplay right. that they d- demonstrated looks so good. I continue to keep saying it. It looks so clean. Mm-hmm. It looks so much better than Breath of the Wild actually looks. <laughs> and I love how true to Breath of the Wild they're making this. They're obviously oh, yeah. putting their own Hyrule Warrior spin on it, but they're making it not... It, it, it's it, At the end, it's not going to seem so much of a Hyrule Warriors game, I don't think. It's going to seem like a Zelda game with Hyrule Warriors elements, which is the opposite of what the, the original Hyrule Warriors yeah. felt like, where it was a Hyrule Warriors game with Zelda elements. This is going to feel like a Breath of the Wild with Warriors elements to me. Okay. Mm-hmm. I need a demo, I think. That would be Ooh, great. Push me over. Oh, like, push you over. You're not. We're all getting here. <laughs> I'm playing what? Cyberpunk, Donnie. Come on. I'm, I'm, I'm going to play it too, but I'm going to have to play this the day it comes out for sure. I don't know if they'll do a demo for this game. Maybe yeah. they will. Maybe later. 
And they did with Persona 5 Scramble. That's true. <laughs> Good point. With, Good point. So, I don't know. I think this is, I mean, I'm... This yeah, is, this is going to sell crazy. This is It yeah, is. It's now 1B, right? It's like up there, right there with Cyberpunk. I hate that they come out on the same day. It's like, why can't yeah. I get this Who now? Who cares about Cyberpunk? Get this game. I'm Rebecca, getting both games, no. but you should care <laughs> about Cyberpunk. You should really care about Cyberpunk. I don't care Cyberpunk. at all about Cyberpunk. I care about Age of Calamity. <laughs> I'm going to play the mess out of this game. And um, quite frankly, I think, especially the fact that 3D World is still further out, mm-hmm. this is one of my most anticipated games on switch like this year, like this is really the jolt yeah. in the arm of, cause you guys know like animal crossing wasn't for me. Right. Um, I like clubhouse 51 games, but obviously it's not like, you know, a banger or anything like that. So this has been like great for me to just fall like all back in love with this. And I loved Hyrule warriors so much and I love warriors games so much. So this is right down my alley um, tenfold. And then the idea that like, I don't know if they're going to do it because it's breath of the wild focus i'm a little concerned not concerned concern is not the right word i'm just a little hesitant to buy in but the warriors games typically have a very long tail with lots of dlc and season Mm -hmm. passes and stuff like that and i want this game to get that i don't know if it will but i would love like master quest dlc and like all the breath of the wild stuff that they did i would love similar versions of that you get the motorcycle and all kinds of stuff like bring all of that over do the trials but in Warriors fashion, all the whole thing. I want 50 stages. I want to do it all over again. Um, I think that'll happen. That would be great. Because it would be a very easy way to chew on Breath of the Wild for a little bit. Like to re-experience all of that without just going back to the game and playing it again. So I'm really excited. The hype rises. All the hype. I got so emotional when I saw Lon Lon Ranch. Oh my gosh. Really? Oh, really? We get to see how, yeah, because it looks exactly like how it did in Ocarina of Time and we get to see how it gets destroyed and oh my gosh, we're going to see of lots that. of things like that. I think we're going to see the Temple of Time. We're going to see the- I want all know, those cutscenes. Castle Town. We're going to see everything that's going to make us nostalgic and emotional and amazing. It's Every so detail. I want to see every brick get exploded. I don't want any like, I don't want anything like glossed over, you know, like, and then they came and the town was destroyed. No, 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 no. I need to see it happen. I want to see all of it. Don't, don't. Do you think we're going to be doing missions where we have to play as the champions against the Blight Ganons and then die to them? Like the force death mission. Oh my God, that's going to be so good. You're going to fight as long as you can, but it will be futile. You will have to lay down your sword at some point. And I think the Warriors formula will do that excellent. I don't want it like this is the kind of game where I don't want anything spoiled for me. I'm probably gonna go offline for days <laughs> when I play this. I think yeah, I think that's yeah, because because the story is gonna be so well well, I mean you I at mean, one point in time you would up, call that call it not canon. So Listen. <laughs> <laughs> Hyrule Warriors one is not canon, but they explicitly said that this is. Yeah. It's yep. canon. This one is. Both of them are. They're canon. <laughs> They're all canon. <laughs> They're canon. It's a Zelda game featuring Link and Zelda. Oh, okay. Totally okay. canon. Okay. Um, anything else? I'm excited. So I'm excited, excited that this is on my fantasy critic uh, games pick. So oh, really? It does really well. How did yeah. you do it? Don't you like draft at the beginning of the year? Yeah. So I'm with uh, the PlayStation Trophy Room. Um, they're they're doing their own little fantasy crit. Oh, so league. they so as something comes out, you guys can I guess bid on it or something. We already picked in the well. I bid on this one, so so it was announced. You know, in mid year, I was able to bid on it and and grab it. It was just announced, um, like what in August? 
Yeah, yeah. You can still bid on it even when it's announced. The, oh, the okay. I got you. I got you. So, yeah, okay. yeah. You okay. get limited spots. Man, Gara, if you guys do that again next year, I want to. No, that we should so do fun. that. We should organize. A we should. I. Oh, my God. We definitely should. Listen to that Nintendo Shack. You have a draft something coming at some point. Garrett, yeah. you are now the gambling manager, whatever we're doing. Yeah, you're the bookie. Auntie's hundred dollars now. I'm just kidding. Shack treasurer <laughs> has been decided. Rebecca, the Red Lantern is out this month. I'm so excited. Get excited. This game. We've been excited for this since like what, 2018? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Dog sled game. 22nd. Uh, Here's the thing. It's $25. It's supposed to launch in a game pass. Oh, but they didn't announce They didn't it. say that. No, no. Here's they the didn't thing. Say that. A year ago, they have a tweet that they totally do. They're yeah. like, we're so happy to announce the Red Lantern launches on the Game Pass. And then today or this week, they announced <laughs> it's coming to Switch and PC on the 22nd. They, I think I read mm. somewhere else also Xbox, but I didn't see the word Game Pass. I think it still will. I hope um, so. I don't I don't see that changing. If So if they don't, I'll buy it and play it. Totally. I, I want to play this game a bunch. Um, but if it does, I'm going to play it on Xbox because Game Pass. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's interesting. Um Really excited. It has Ashley Birch, who plays the musher, as you kind of survive the Alaskan wilderness as you try to get you and your team of dogs back home. Um, it's a roguelite experience. That's never been my thing, but this has been determined as a narrative roguelite. Yeah, me too. I have tried roguelites, roguelites, whatever the difference <laughs> is between them. Um, I'm not really a huge fan of them typically, but something about this game just really catches me. I love the environment of it. Like you said, it's narrative driven. I love Ashley Birch. She's amazing. Um, so I think everything about this game I love. Um, so I, I think I can be open-minded about the genre. And it seems like it's going to have a lot of replayability. I have a friend, um, Brody, who played this at PAX East this year. Um, and he really liked it. Um, That's good. So Did you I'm play it on Switch? Really, I think it was on Switch. Maybe I, it might. It, it was either Switch or PC. I'm really very liked. interested in seeing like some Switch video or some feedback from anybody that's seen it on Switch. I would love to know if it looks as pretty as it does, right? Because it it looks like um like kind of like Life is Strangeish. It looks really good. I kind of want to see it. My headcanon is that it takes place after Life is Strange, where Chloe Price goes out and decides to get a bunch of dogs <laughs> and do the I did a rod. <laughs> that because would be wonderful. You never see the musher. You never see the musher or get a name for her. So that, to me, is Chloe. She wants to start a new life as a dog musher. I love that idea. That's amazing. That's, that's my headcanon. Don't nod. Certainly agree to that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so that style, I would love to know, like, how does it make the way to switch? Is it like real fuzzy and like not super sharp or is it right. look great? You know, I would love to know that ahead of time. Um, but I'm excited. Like I said, I didn't have a whole lot of things that I was like, can't wait to play it. This is two. This is it. So or number three for me. It, it was after that last direct. It was Hyrule Warriors, Mario Kart Live. Now I've got my third game, the Red Lantern. So I'm excited. Garrett. Yes. Ori unveiled a slew, a smorgasbord of Pokemon flavored accessories. They've got Mm -hmm. cases and shells and armor, mini controllers and pro controllers and stands. And they've got the Split Pad Pro. Yes, they do. I bought one of these things. Yeah, you did. (laughs) I can't believe you guys have got me here. You guys you got keep... the Pikachu one, right? Yes. That's the reason why I bought it. It was twofold. 
obviously you and, and Nick and everybody that keeps going on and on and on about these friggin' monstrous controllers and how great they are. Um, but two, uh, you guys might remember last year when they unveiled the Pro Controller in that glossy gold Pikachu format mm-hmm. that was like gaudy. And I wanted that Pro Controller so bad. Uh, the day it was announced, I posted, I was like, this looks awesome. And I believe... 19 out of 20 people are like, that's the ugliest controller I've ever seen. <laughs> but I loved it. I thought it was great, but I didn't get it. And uh, it had matching headphones, I believe. But I didn't get it because I got too many controllers. I got so many controllers. But because they brought that same style that I always wanted to the Split Pad Pro, and my kids are constantly playing on the Switch. So I was like, all right. I'm oh, gonna you get need the, these then. I'm going to get the controller that I want, like the style. And it masks how monstrously Game Gear big these things are, and I'm gonna give it a try, and I'm gonna be the I'm gonna give you some some feedback as to whether or not I could be converted to the Split Pad Pro. I want you to try it with Astral Chain. Okay, that's that's the game. I'm like, wow, I can control my character a lot better. Really upset to find out that they don't do gyro. That's kind of let yeah, they don't do gyro. Yeah, and I actually found this out recently with Splatoon. I played Splatoon like you know this exactly past weekend. Exactly the type of game I was thinking about with that with uh, some friends, and it still works fine without gyro. I actually really got used to it. Um, so, anyways, it's it's fine. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I'm gonna get those, and uh, I'll talk about those a little later this month. Rebecca. A mother and her son have sued Nintendo. They filed a class action lawsuit against Nintendo for the Joy the Joy-Con drift issue. They just needed some compressed air. They didn't have to do a lawsuit. For the tune of five million dollars in damages. <laughs> How is that even possible? I feel like when you're doing that, it just screams that you're trying to get money, like an easy way to get money. Nobody <laughs> actually had $5 million in damages from a Joy-Con drift. <laughs> a family member must be in, like a lawyer. What? Like, like, like an expert lawyer. <laughs> is that like trauma? Does Joy-Con like kill your entire family? Like Counseling for the next 20 years? Like how is it pop $5 million? Like at most, at most, at most, like five grand. At most. Five million? <laughs> what? <laughs> um... Sanchez's lawyers argue that Nintendo hasn't done enough to fix the issue or warn customers about it up front. I'd agree with that. Quote, defendants continue to market and sell products with full knowledge of the defect without disclosing the Joy-Con drift effect to consumers in its marketing, promotion, or packaging, the complaint reads. Well, my big thing about it is didn't Nintendo respond and say, nah, Joy-Con drift isn't an issue? They did. Yeah, sort but of. That, they literally that, did. That's not right because they are fixing Joy-Con drift for free. So they're they, acknowledging already. I think that it was it. more in the tune like it's not as big an issue as people seem to be trying to make it out. Well, and only okay. they, I think, would have that data. So here's here's the interesting thing about this. Um, I read in, I read into some of this. Gary, you might be able to help me. I'm not sure how much you, mm-hmm. you know here. But I read into some of this and um, there was a lawyer who went on record that were like, if they can prove that this is actually definitively like a real issue that plagues most of their products, then they actually have some legal ground to stand on. Nintendo does need to disclose that. But the fact that Nintendo, like, we got that apology, sort of, like that non-apology. Kind of. yeah. um, but the fact that they are fixing any of them that people have for free kind of null and voids that. What ultimately comes 
What ultimately the case comes down to from a legal perspective, as I understand it, I'm not a lawyer, so I'm not claiming to be the the no, but from my research that I read into it, is if the plaintiff can make a definitive case that this plagues a majority of Nintendo stuff, and I don't think that's possible. Because while like they did a poll, I think, on Reddit that got 25,000 votes and they may get signatures from people, there's 50 million switches in the world it's that's a hundred million joy con you would need a majority of all joy cons sold that have drift and that's just not possible like and i think that's the difference right people are mad like there are gamers that are mad on the internet about their joy cons that are drifting that doesn't mean all joy con drift and i think in our social circles and on social media i don't think those two things line up enough for people to like believe it you know, mm-hmm. all you see is people whining about Joy-Con drift. So obviously they all drift, but it's like there's 100 million Joy-Con in the world. <laughs> yeah. Can you prove that most of those Joy-Cons actually drift? It's probably not possible. Even if they that. are, yeah, you can't prove it. And I like how Nintendo's doing it, right? It's like this is we understand this can be an issue for some folks. That's yep. why we have this customer service where yeah. you can bring it in and we'll fix it for you. And for as free. of now, they've had capacity to do that. And if they have capacity to fix all the Joy-Cons, then it's not really the biggest issue as in like, you know, 80 or 90 million people have. Um, but to, to set the record straight, my, my Joy-Cons do drift. And I went to the Hori Split Pet Pro and everything's fine. So just, mine just get drift. That. Mine drifted and then I used the um, uh, contact cleaner to fix it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, it works now. I, I, don't, I thought that they would, I don't know. I thought that we would have seen a change in the Joy-Con when we got that uh, new oh, yeah. Switch model. The new one. You know, yeah, the new SKU. Well. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm surprised they haven't already. That was my take when they were talking about re-engineering projects. Remember? Yeah. They would they would mm-hmm. go and try to fix the Joy-Con. I think if they have a Switch Pro, I think that might be a big part of it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. They may have yeah. like a whole new Joy-Con solution that we're not even aware of that they're that they'll prop up and proponent. Duxert in the chat says, um, it's even if it's not a majority, it's a prevalent issue and they haven't responded to it very well. Totally fair. Totally valid. Says not- he got his Joy-Con fixed, he sent him in to go get it fixed through their free repair, and then they started drifting again two months later. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm not <laughs> trying to defend them. I'm just trying to bring the legal aspects like $5 yeah. million is a lot to ask, even if you could prove it. <laughs> even if you could prove it, I don't think a judge is going to listen to $5 million. He's like, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, that's that's and maybe they're doing it just on behalf of everybody. And that's what they're trying to do. Be one of those things where if you sign up and you you give them a receipt, you get a nickel, you know, like everybody gets a nickel. <laughs> million people get a nickel. Um, that's probably what it is. But yeah, I, I think just from the legality of it, I don't think they can prove it. I think that's going to be the issue is like they can say it and it is an issue, but it's an issue that Nintendo is actively fixing and it's not a, is it a majority issue? Like, right. Cause that's the, 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 it seems like the crux of the lawsuit is Nintendo is knowingly selling products that break. And that's not true. Right. <laughs> like, that's just right. fundamentally not true. They're not, they're like, Hey, I have Joy-Con. Here's a Joy-Con. It totally works. Well, you know, it, it kind of hurts your case a little. Um, so anyway. Not Nintendo news, but I wrote this down because one, we don't really have a, a great place to talk about it. And two, me and Garrett both really like the mini consoles and even Rebecca got the Super yeah. Nintendo. Um, but uh, it's, uh, Okunari, 
from Sega, who did the uh, Genesis Mini, and the Game Gear Micro has went on record in saying that they believe they'll do another mini console, and it will either be the SG-1000 or the Dreamcast. Does that do anything for either of you? I, I, <laughs> honestly, I didn't know Sega until the Dreamcast. That's how much I just did not know Sega. And I was like, cool, a Dreamcast. I only played one game. I think it was NBA, what what was it, Streets or whatever it's called, NBA Playground or, or something like that. Yeah. That was actually good. I remember playing that, and um, but that's the only game. <laughs> so that's just me then. So I won't wax on too long about it, but I'm extremely excited the idea of a Dreamcast uh, Mini. I'm really, really excited. I want one, and I want to mod the mess out of it. So many great Do games I. that I loved on Dreamcast, and they're not the ones that people talk about. It is not Shenmue. <laughs> you know, I think like Jet Set, Crazy Taxi, mm-hmm. right? All of the sports games. So like those early 2K games were awesome what they did with like camera angles when quarterbacks threw the mm-hmm. ball or when kickers kicked the ball and like it followed it up to the sky level and then it came down to the players and rotated around and stuff all of that stuff is seared in my brain i would love a little mini console to lock all of that away just like the playstation just like the super nintendo um mm-hmm. i would i would stand outside gamestop early to get one i'm always for these uh types of consoles they're making their old games easier to play i'm always for that yep Yep, get some crazy taxi, some virtual tennis, sports games, sports games and Resident Evil, clock towers, like get all the horror stuff. I'm all for it. I want all that stuff. So I was excited. I wanted to put that in here. Garrett, there's yes. a, a little news story. Yeah, very, very tiny news story. All right. As Rebecca called it. I didn't I don't say know anything. We, I don't know if we should mention it in this podcast, but Capcom's, oh, you know, gosh. most successful <laughs> franchise of all time. <laughs> That is Monster Hunter World. Their new game, Monster Hunter Rise, they had an interview with uh, the series producer and director, uh, Ryozo Tsuchimoto and Yasunori Ichinos, right, Um, at Eurogamer. And what they really wanted to put it out there is that it's trying to grab best of both the handheld space of the Monster Hunter games and Monster Hunter World. And so I'm just going to go like a few things, what they said in the interview, just like a quick summary of it. Um, development started with this game in 2016, so it's actually been a while. It's actually, you know, before the Monster Hunter World even came out. Um, and they started with the RE Engine, which is, you know, at, at first there was no games actually coming out in the RE Engine back then. Um, but now they have so many in other main consoles, and they mentioned that it's this is the first RE Engine game coming out on Switch, is kind of cool. And they're targeting 30 FPS. That's interesting because I was under the impression that our engine didn't work on Switch. And that's why the Resident Evil yeah. games haven't come. Yeah. So um, and then they mentioned that their engineers did a fantastic job to bringing this engine onto the Switch and, and targeting what they can. And they love the no loading times between maps. Right. So Monster Hunter, uh, the previous handheld ones, there was a lot of low times between just sections of this map. Whereas in this one, it's much more free, right? No load times, just like Monster Hunter World, but now it's going to be on Switch. Just one big load, and then you're then you're let yep. loose. That's good. Yep, pretty much. Uh, so other that's why than the that, game looks so great. Yeah, the looks, yeah, is amazing. Game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, all the move sets that are actually in the game are from Monster Hunter World. They're going to be modified, of course, but I think that's really good because the handheld ones are pretty finicky. Um, you had to hold certain buttons to go to different move sets, whereas Monster Hunter World felt more action RPG, more accessible. So I'm glad that they're doing that. 
Um, there's no additional weapons, but the wire bug that we have seen that, you know, it's kind of like that kind of hook shot boomerang coming out, being very vertical about it. Um, you can use that in a lot of different weapons and different way of attacking the monsters. So you can up to the side, you can go up top and like smash all the way down with your sword or hammer, or you can shoot from above. I think that's kind of cool to see. Um, there's very unique uh, weapon and armor sets, just like in the handheld monster hunters. Uh, so this was an interesting question from Eurogamer, which I, you know, they're not going to talk about it, but they do not know anything about a switch pro next year, even though they're targeting and next year in March, but it's an interesting quote here. We're trying to make the game work as best as it can on whichever switch you have. Mm. So that's an interesting quote that I see on answer. I know. They said they don't know. They have no idea what Nintendo's doing, like with plans of a Switch Pro. But we are working towards the clo- like the lowest denominator handheld Switch. You're going to be able to play it very well with this game. Uh, other than that, local wireless play is a must-have. So in the other handheld Monster Hunters, that's that's how you play multiplayer with others. And from the ground up, they wanted that too. So you don't need a Nintendo Switch Online account to do some local wireless play if you want to. So, of course, you know, with all these kids running around with their multiple switches, they can play together. That's cool. And then um, the new event quests are permanent rather than temporary. When we see the Monster Hunter World quests, these are these are going to be permanent like in the handheld. So, again, they're kind of sharing um, kind of elements from both handheld Monster Hunter and Monster Hunter World. I'm excited, guys. I'm very excited. I actually pre-ordered the collector's edition because I'm, I'm getting invested. Yeah. In this, I think. I like it. So, mm-hmm. Man, placing your bets early. Pretty Would much. you get a special edition if they came out with a special edition console? I want to see the design of that. If it was a Switch Pro and if it's a very nice Chrome What if it's design? a regular Switch, not a Switch Pro? Switch no, Lighting. probably not. Oh, Switch. Oh, my gosh, guys. I don't know. <laughs> it's blue with like Chrome face buttons and like Chrome sticks. Mm. That could that could be it. Switch like yeah. could be it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I love that. I love when people get excited for things that you know that they get hyped for. Obviously, my tagline, but I really do. Like, I get, I can't tell you like how joyful I get mm-hmm. when I see Jack like really excited about a game. Like, I get real. I'm like, I'm gonna buy the mess out of this game for you. <laughs> but it's like I just want to feed that energy constantly, and I love it when I see any of you or anybody I podcast with in our team. I love it when people get excited about it. even stuff I don't care about. I'm like, dude, I just right that stuff gets me. That's intoxicating, man. I love it. It never gets. Well, you're gonna you're gonna see a lot more of it coming March, man. It's gonna be good. So. Sakurai did a Smash presentation over the weekend. Yes, um, yes. I'm going to let you break down all the stuff about Steve because, to be honest with you, I didn't watch it and turned it mm-hmm. off when the news broke. The Travis touchdown is coming to Smash. <laughs> Rip. As a me costume fighter. Yeah, and It looks I know. like a chibi version of Travis touchdown. Sorry, Donnie. Yeah, this one. Here's the funny part. It does sting a little because I was really thinking it was going to happen. No joke. Like after yeah. the Steven reveal, I, I was almost like, I think I would have probably made a bet. I would have bet money. I would have been 90% sure. I was like, oh, it's it's totally going to happen. Like they're going to do it. They're going to do it with the new game. Like what the game comes out just made sense. It felt like this perfect storm. And I know how not Nintendo No More Heroes is, right? It's so weird because it's mm-hmm. like you, you would imagine that they wouldn't want to 
associate their brand so closely to something like No More Heroes, but they already do. The games are all been exclusive to Nintendo and they've always had marketing, right? So I thought like this was going to be the one, right? They would do a trailer and this would be the one. So it does sting to see that it's a Mii Fighter. Like I'm happy that it's getting some recognition. It's better than none, I guess. But I think No More Heroes deserve better. A No More Heroes stage and and a full-on Travis, you know, enshrined in Smash would have done wonders for the game and the awareness for the game. And uh, I, I just, I felt like Suda deserved it. I mm. actually kind of wanted it more for Suda51 than even as a fan of the thing. Like, I just kind of wanted him to have that honor. And I'm a little bummed that it didn't happen. Not going to lie. Yeah, we're we're hoping for a lot of indie characters to come in, but we just are not seeing that at all with these new Smash characters. So I understand that it's probably a little bit downer for Travis Touchdown, but we're not going to see... I doubt we're going to see Shantae either or Shovel Knight or like any of these important, unique, um, you know, indie characters. They, I, I don't think that's Nintendo's um, kind of motivation with these new characters. Yeah, I think they're, I, I think they're trying that. to bring in other outside and more well-known uh, characters. Yeah, I would agree with that. I just, I thought what Travis was doing and like the whole marketing thing, I just thought it made oh, sense this time. Minecraft started as an indie. It did. I played that in 2010 as a beta. Oh my gosh. It's just like a legacy, right? That's what I mean by for like pseudo. Yeah. It's like, look at all that he's done and in the No More Heroes franchise just for Nintendo, but just even overall, look at all he's done, you know? And I just, mm-hmm. I don't know, like it felt like it made sense. He's a sword fighter. I'm glad it's there. I'm going to buy the DLC. I'm going to buy it anyway. Mm-hmm. I'll play with it. It just doesn't, you know, it doesn't look great either. Like as a me, the me face is just like, come on. Yeah, like, yeah. Put, it just doesn't work. Give him one of those hats or something that just make him look different. Like just as a me fighter, I don't like it I, a whole lot. It's got a cool jacket. You get the bean katana. Mm-hmm. That's okay. But yeah, I'm not going to lie to you. When it came out, I got about seven notifications that were like, Donnie, did you see this? I'm like, yes. Everybody thought of Donnie. I see yeah. it. Trust me. I see it. <laughs> and uh, it's just kind of a. It's kind of a bummer. Kind of a bummer. Mm -hmm. I don't think Mm -hmm. any character not getting in would make me sad or like bummed, except for this one. So that's what it means to me. Like, this is the one character they're like, it's not happening. I'm like, that kind of sucks. I wouldn't be upset if Shantae didn't get in. Right. I would love to see her if she did, but if if she didn't get in, I wouldn't care. This one I actually cared about. It's a franchise that means a lot to you. Does it? Like, <laughs> I love it. it. We I have, all associate it right, with you. Like, I have the case. I love it. You know, but it's it's not it's not Zelda. You know what I'm, I'm trying to say? Like, you know, it's it's just a, such a... I was really liking the idea that they would support a game that's just so kind of out there. You know, like, just get mm-hmm. a little crazy with it. And I just wanted to see it. But, no, they're playing it safe and conservative and Steve and, you know, and that's fine. I, like I said, I get it. I understand it. Just don't like it as much. Yeah. I know. A, a no more hero stage would have been awesome. Okay. I'm going to go through this real quick with this breakdown uh, moveset. What I just really want to emphasize in this 40 minute presentation Sakurai gave, it is probably one of the most unique characters and well thought out character moveset I have seen in Super Smash Brothers. They did a fantastic job with Steve um, to bring in all the Minecraft elements into this character. Um, so let me just like give like a little bit of a summary. Uh, so every time you begin a battle, Steve or, or whoever the, the skin you, you choose, you, you begin with a crafting table. And then with that crafting table, you craft your weapons, actually. So you actually have to go down A and like pick up resources. And these these resources are unlimited. 
Um, but you it, you see the kind of the Minecraft breaking of the blocks at the bottom. You get, you know, wood, iron, and gold or whatever. And then you can quickly craft your pickaxe, your sword, your your wood axe or whatever at this crafting table. And those are your weapons for attacking. Like, like a normal uh, slash A is a sword. And then whatever the highest quality is, if it's diamond, you can craft a diamond sword and like attack characters. And that'll give you more damage, right? To hit uh, your opponents. Um, and then also, depending on the stage, uh, you can get very different resources. So they mentioned that the Corneria stage with the big, you know, the big fox, fox ship, that actually is almost exclusively iron because it's all made out of metal. Whereas like the Kirby stage is all wood because it's, wow. it's, it's a wooden stage. So they, they made some thought they with put to a that. a lot of work into it. They so really cool. did. Um, other than the, those resources, um, you can actually uh, get redstone and then you can actually make uh, like TNT. And so your down B special is TNT. And then you can, so in, in Minecraft, you create redstone connected to the TNT. You can create like a pressure plate or a trigger or whatever at the end to make the TNT explode. Same exact thing here. What an excellent example of this. Um, Steve put a TNT at the end of the stage and then another character was trying to get back on and then he just created redstone and then a pressure plate right there and just exploded that character it sounds out. really complex. Do you think it's going to work like in Smash? I don't know. I don't know. It's it's really fast. You, I think you this is going to sure be for top doing. players to master. Mm -hmm. It doesn't seem like something that like I'm not a big Smash person. I would probably do horribly with playing yeah. as Steve, but I think for the the really hardcore Smash players are going to go all out with this. Doesn't Villager kind of have a lot of stuff like this? Villager doesn't not have like resources to accumulate. Right, though. not to gather, but they have like a lot of different attacks in terms of like stationary attacks and attacks that can send out projectiles and yeah. The, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think the biggest uh, the biggest thing here is actually accumulation of those resources. Yeah. And there's actually like a bar, a ratio bar of wood, stone, and gold, like kind of estimately at, at your character's really? screen. Yeah, yeah, no joke. They did pretty much everything with this character they can get with, with a Minecraft um, wow. elements in there. So I just want to say congratulations, congratulations, Sakurai. This, this was probably one of the most creative characters I've seen in this and, game. And, you know, I've been saying forever that this could be the most interesting character. Like, people think it's just a meme or whatever, and people didn't want him into Smash because he's, like, a joke character is mm -hmm. what they say. But I never understood that because I've always genuinely thought, and, like, I didn't think they would do stuff like this with him, but I've always thought he could have an interesting moveset, and they proved that he, he does. Yeah, so, and, and I think Jack would definitely love it if they loves Minecraft, Try out, try out, Steve, man. Oh, he's excited. It's, it's mm -hmm. definitely um, it's, uh, next week, right? I, I think it's close. Yeah, I, I don't know exactly what the date is. Thirteenth. I have that off the top, man. Maybe just, just what came to me, but I, I think it's, <laughs> I think it's soon. I'll check later. October thirteenth. Okay. Are you there, Rebecca? Nice. One. How about a big smile for the chat? What? Big smile for the chat. Why? Because it's a nice thing to do, Rebecca. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and I, I was didn't know. <laughs> so skeptical. <laughs> I'm sus, remember? <laughs> Dude, my, my kids have nonstop played that game since really? we played it. They're playing with all their friends. They're playing on their phones. They're constantly playing. And Jack wants to play it with us. He's like, I want to play with the team. 
I was like, that's probably good. And you stand in for me because I don't think there'd be a team left if we play again. It's a joke. <laughs> Rebecca did not like me calling her out. <laughs> I can't believe she was a sus, to be honest oh, with you. I had I no suspicions. It. No, no. And then Donnie, Donnie, you know how to convince us. She doesn't do right. defensive well. That's it. Oh, my gosh. But That's the thing true. was, I was getting defensive oh when I was being falsely accused. That's true. falsely accusing me and I was That's getting true. defensive. I feel I like know. I I felt like I could hear and pick up when you were being honest. <laughs> I didn't vote you off when you weren't it. I have that claim to fame. I That's didn't true. vote you off when you weren't it. But when you were yes, it, you did. I yes, totally you did. voted you. I off. have the video evidence. I have the video did evidence I? that you did. Mm-hmm. And it was the one with Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> I saw him kill the body and I over oh, oh yeah you're right I remember that I remember that that was hilarious oh that was wonderful was Nathan and everybody voted off. for it I love how Kevin She's like, like we're just gonna threw lose don't do this <laughs> uh that is a that's a fun game I, I'm glad that you uh you, you got us to play we gotta do it again Rebecca yeah. takes all the credit for it if so, uh, you guys missed it we'll we'll probably do it again what do you think of my did you see my tweets about it I, a little bit. I think. I think this game is a very easy game to play if you're not the imposter, if you could just get collaboration to play. Here's the thing. We kept arguing over doing the task. Kevin kept yelling at me to do the task. And I kept thinking, it's like, if we don't do the task and we stick with other people, we'll find the imposter. It's really that it's that easy. You just have to be able to account for everyone. Well, the thing is, is that the imposter can call emergencies, which splits people up. Yeah. So that's a good mm-hmm. imposter would do that so that people can't stick together. But as long you as you do, you could probably still account for everyone. I feel like in almost every situation, if I could just account for like four people, I could easily. So when I voted, when I so when I told everybody you're the imposter, and I knew you're the imposter. A big part of that was I could account for four of the six people. I was yeah. like, it's totally you. Well, you could, but then if somebody else suspected you or something and then voted you mm-hmm. out, it's all it's all a mind game. Really. It's amazing. <laughs> but like every time I played it, I was like, if I just stick with one or two people, we can figure this out. Because either you're going to kill me. <laughs> there you go. There you go. But even then, if they killed me, they're in you like the other person's like, weren't you with Donnie? <laughs> right? Like, it's I don't know. Like, yeah. in my head, I'm like, this is not that hard, guys. If we all just band yeah. together it'd be a lot harder if you couldn't talk like if it was all silent that's well, super that's hard when it's just text like when you're playing with random people it's it's hard jack is killing it he's all oh, about really it. oh he's all about it. it's like his new favorite thing he keeps playing yeah. every day all, on his lunch break. Mm-hmm. good for them mm-hmm. you love like a little viral you know game story like that that's awesome you think they'll uh bring it to switch no, because Nintendo will not allow you to chat with random people, and that's oh, yeah. integral to the game. You could do a party thing on your phone, right? But that's it. Not the online. Nintendo's not going to let you chat with random people online. That is the most un-Nintendo thing ever. Is that like... But you can do that in other games, though. Like, you can chat on Fortnite. Can you? Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't play Fortnite. Uh, I just think there are other games that you're allowed to. I understand what you're saying. I'm it's not Nintendo, but I, I think they I'm thinking the, the text chat thing. I've never seen that with random. No, that's true. Ooh. Fortnite, you can block and mute everything. Okay. This one, you this need one to communicate. Part of the game. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It is part of it. Hmm. I understand absolutely why it's a streamer thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It sucks. I, I loved it. I re- sympathize, Rebecca. It sucks when you know you're not it and everybody thinks you are. <laughs> I was losing my mind with Kevin. I was like doing everything I could do to prove it to him. And he was like, nope, we're all going to vote for you. And you're just like, <laughs> I guess we're going to lose then. I'm just going to turn it off. Uh, mm-hmm. It's an interesting game. 
They canceled the sequel because this this actually came out two years ago and didn't really hit it off until a couple famous streamers started playing it. And then they had a sequel in the works, but decided to just cancel that and add more stuff to this game, which I think is the right call. I love Sorry. the PSVG meta story that just Rebecca's now sus. I'm yeah. sus. It's just every time. <laughs> we got the red icon, so. <laughs> All right. We have time for some questions. Sure. Brenda wants to know, what Nintendo franchise do you think needs to be used more by Nintendo? Well, that's a very fitting question for this week. Mm. Don is thinking. I just want to be good with it. Um, mm-hmm. I got mine. I think it's probably Metroid. That's mm. a fair, honest answer. I could say some other things, but like Donkey Kong has gotten a lot of releases. Pikmin yes. even. It's gotten a lot of releases compared to Metroid, <laughs> like in a, in a time span, you know, and kind of sort of thing. So, yeah, I'll, I'll say and obviously just Metroid, I think, has such a, a resonant place with a small but dedicated mm-hmm. following. So I will say Metroid. That's kind of where my mind goes at first. Um, part of me and the other game that my mind went to was WarioWare, but that's th- they pretty much do have a WarioWare game on every console, so that's probably not the best that's answer. True. I think either. that's true. There's a few of those. Um, I don't know. Just me recently playing Earthbound. I I would like mm. them to be more with Mother. I know every single time I say that, Mother fans come at me with the franchise ended. It, it's you know it's it's over. It got wrapped up. But I think there's other ways that they could keep that franchise alive without making a fourth game. Also with Metroid, it's a shooter and it feels like a big AAA thing. And I think that's where some of their other games, when we talk about caliber or prestige of game, a Metroid done right is an event. That's a big thing. Mm-hmm. So that's another reason it's like. But you should probably do that a little bit more, Nintendo. If people like that, give me Advance Wars. Mm. You one. only get you only gave us a few games on handheld, and I think I feel like I, I haven't played these games. But I mean, I played probably the first round on an emulator or something. I want more turn-based tactical RPGs. That's one of my things. Just throw that into the mix. But also, you can make it very well. This is like a, kind of a cool setting. Right, you mm-hmm. know, with uh, war machines and everything, and you can make it really brought out. I'm thinking of like, um, have you guys heard of Valkyria Chronicles? Yeah, I'm thinking those types of games. I was gonna, like, I think every time somebody ever says Advance Wars, I, I always yeah. go and think, and I ask you, have you ever played Battalion Wars? I have not played Battalion Wars either. I freaking loved those games, but I also oh, really? like Valkyria Chronicles. So, oh, okay, okay. I thought of another. I think, um, and I've said this before, Nintendogs needs to be a mobile game. I it's don't good. know why yeah. that happened yet. It's I've gone on about that before, so I won't again. <laughs> um, Gags wants to know, do you believe Crown Tundra will be the final paid expansion for Pokemon Sword and Shield? That's a good question. That is a good question. I could see them doing more than that, mm-hmm. especially the way they're doing it. They just kind of roll out like this very similar area that just kind of has some different stuff in it. They can do I that think, again. I think they're playing it down so much now that I just feel like uh, they're on to the next thing. And and they have so much more other Pokemon games that they can do, like the Let's Go Pokemon Johto and also the fourth gen remakes and then probably a new Pokemon game. I don't think they need to stretch that too long other than just bringing more Pokemon to this game. Like, like once you got all the Pokemon in, I think you're kind of like, all right, we're good. We're, we're kind of done. 
Um, but the way they've been messaging lately with Crown Tundra and also the first DLC, they've, I don't know, like it's just a trailer or so, maybe a few of like demonstrations or whatnot, but it, it just doesn't feel like they're dedicated. That's, yeah, that's we were I'm talking saying. about that last week. I don't know if you ended up listening to the, to the show, but we mm-hmm. were saying about how it almost feels like the DLC is better than what the trailers are going to make it seem. At least that was, I oh, thought yeah. it was true for the first part. Um, I, I feel like this, the second trailer here was a little bit underwhelming. Um, I think it's going to be better than what they're letting on. Um, but you're right. They seem to not really be, obviously they're pushing it, but mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't know. We'll see. I, I imagine that they're going to do wh- what, like, like expand the Pokemon a bit more, but that's pretty much it after that. Mm-hmm. Any other thoughts, Donnie? I'm ready for Let's Go. Give me more of what I like <laughs> and less of this. So, <laughs> give me and a I classic that's, mode. That's inevitable at some point. The- let's mm. Go and Snap. Yeah, totally go. happy for two years. Give me Pokemon Snap uh, for sure. And Let's Go yeah. Gold or Diamond or anything really. Just pick one. Let's Go. Throw a Pokemon name in there, and you give me that and Snap, and I will be much happier than I am with Sword Shield. G <laughs> Man wants to know with Nintendo releasing a demo for Pikmin Three Deluxe, do you think we could get more surprise demos from them? We were talking about if Age of Calamity would get one or not. You see any other? I would like one. I would demo? like one too, just because stuff is real sparse. Yeah. They're, they're too far out. I think that's why this is a big reason why I downloaded the Pikmin demo. It's like, well, I'm not going to buy the game, but I'd like to see it. I'd like to see what it looks like and mm-hmm. all that. So I was glad that they did it. Pikmin's an interesting one because, I, again, I don't think a lot of people know about Pikmin. I don't think people yeah. know what Pikmin is. That makes sense to put a demo out there, get people involved so they maybe know what they're going into. Um, though I, I like, I love demos. I wish every game came with a demo. Um I think that's, you know, why I play so many games because I want to try out. I want to see everything, even if I don't beat them all. So I, I don't know. I wouldn't mind Hyrule Warriors doing a demo, but I would, I don't think they will. Like if you're asking me, I don't yeah. think they'll do it. I don't think so either. I think we probably would have heard about it by now. I think if we do get one, it'll be after the game comes out, depending on how it's selling. And I was thinking like, they're not going to do anything with story. So that throw that out. Like, I don't think they're going right. to do a demo with a story mission at all. So I was thinking, like, if you did a demo, maybe it's like a maybe an adventure map or two. Maybe. Isn't it true that demos don't really do a whole lot to sell games in the long run? Did I read something like that? I don't know. I, I will say to back up your statement that I think more often than not, demos encourage me to not buy games. I think that's... Mm. Sometimes... <laughs> I want to play something just because I want to play it. And then I get a demo and I'm like, yeah, this isn't, I didn't want to spend $60 on this, but if they didn't give me the demo, I might've mm-hmm. just to see it. I might've right. jumped in. I think yeah. that's why we don't have as many demos as we had in the two thousands. Mm-hmm. And then what else is coming up? I, I don't see them doing a demo for like 3d world or anything. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're really well known, like really well known Nintendo mm-hmm. franchises. Forget it. They're not going to do a demo. They didn't even do a demo for Paper Mario. Mm-mm. And that was so, one to do one for. Exactly. That's what I was thinking. Um, also, Bravely Default 2. We had a demo, but the purpose of that demo, and, and always with that company, is to fix things, actually. It's like, here's an early demo. Um, let's let's just test this out of this random middle-of-the-road story mission. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, demos in general. I think Pikmin 3 is a special case because, as Donnie said, it's it, a lot of us non Wii U owners didn't know what Pikmin was Pikmin much 3 at all. Didn't, um, I don't think Pikmin three sold well. 
I'll look it up. Yeah. I think it sold well for Pikmin, but I don't think it's sold. I got mm-hmm. Pikmin 3 for Wii U at 1.27 million sold. Mm-hmm. It's not great. Um, right. For a first party main marketed, they marketed the mess out of Pikmin 3 when it released. Now, I have a question because I got that game for free with the, um, when I pre ordered. Um, that was also a thing. I remember that. Mario Kart. I, <laughs> <laughs> you were able to get a choice of a free game and I picked Pikmin. Does that count towards a Pikmin sale? Because question. I'm sure there's a lot of people like me who got it for, for free like that. I actually think it might count as a sale because essentially they are selling you the game as a part of the bundle. Yeah. Um, Pikmin 3 also like shot down in price. For years, you could pick up a copy of Pikmin 3 for like six bucks. Mm-hmm. You know, like even now, I still think a box copy of Pikmin 3 is not super expensive. So, and it's just like a million's not bad. Anytime a game sells a million copies of anything, like that's pretty good. But it's still the top Nintendo franchise. In Nintendo's level they want more yeah. from their first party temple games than one million sold mm-hmm. and people are like why do we get so many mario and zelda games sell more than a million copies yeah that's why don't we get more metro games? pretty much they don't sell a million copies that's yeah. that's kind of it and that, that hurts to see right it sucks that's what i was saying earlier in discord it sucks if you were like i love pikmin or kid icarus or earthbound or metroid it sucks if that's your zelda that sucks. But I get why franchises like Earthbound and Metroid aren't as popular. Why do you think Pikmin doesn't have the same pull to it? Ooh, that's interesting. Uh, I would say that I w- I don't understand why Metroid isn't more popular, but I understand why Pikmin isn't. I don't think. I don't think- Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I was going to explain why I don't think Metroid has. Okay, so I'll go first. I yeah. don't think the RTS strategy thing is something mm. that really appeals to lots of people. And I think that will always kind of keep Pikmin on the, like, you know, on a lesser B tier type thing. Does it's it a weird mechanic. Wide, it doesn't have wide appeal. Yeah, I don't think people want to do that. Mostly. Mm-hmm. A, lot, a lot of in, in demo for myself, I'm impressed by it, but I can understand a normal customer's like, I'm not jumping and doing platforming or whatever. You're just shooting Pikmin to do different things. It's a resource management game yep. in real time. I don't, and it's creative, it's quirky, it's cool. But yeah, for a main audience, I don't think so. It's right? not like I think it's how they market it because when you, what you just marketed as a resource management game, and I feel like that would get people's attention a little bit more if. They knew that. Maybe. I remember I they marketed the mess out of Pikmin 3. The Pikmin 3 was a big kind of like, let's get the Wii U going again. Like they had that whole year. I'm not sure if it was that same year. I think so. Am I thinking like 2013? Right? They had that whole year. Like, so the Wii U came out, it had like that nine month drought. Right. And then they were like, here we go. We're going to get the Wii U going. And cart smash pikmin 3 they had a great year and the wii still didn't have a heartbeat like they gave Mm -hmm. it everything they had for like a full year and that's when we knew like oh they're in real trouble because mario kart and smash were amazing and it still didn't matter people still didn't care um and pikmin 3 was a part of that it was you know uh yoshi's crafted world part of that bigger but it was a part of it and even yoshi's woolly world sells better ish ish you know, but around the same. Um, but I, I think it's just the RTS part of it, to be honest with you. It's just that. Because it's not like it's not like Fire Emblem, right? Strategy tactics, warfare, but 
Japanime story. People are there for that. Like there's a lot of circles of gaming that Fire Emblem appeals to. Pikmin is obscure. I it also is. feel like it's in a weird in-between between being like for kids and the strategy of being for adults because it has that appearance, the cutesy, you know, for it, that it would be for kids. Um, but when I was booting up the demo, there's a lot of reading in it. And I don't think that that would really catch a kid's interest. Um, my kids never read. So I, when my kid, when that's in the game, I'm 100% just being honest with you. My experience, I, I can only speak for two kids. My two kids never read and they plow through that A button constantly. And I'm and constantly yelling at them. What to do. They get stuck. And I'm like, well, if you'd stop and read what the hell they're trying to tell you, but they don't. So um, that might be part of it. But whereas Metroid, on the other hand, Metroid is a shooter and it, it's complex and all that, but it's a shooter. And in a lot of ways, Metroid could be thought of like Halo. You could totally do a Metroid Halo game. And I think that has big appeal if done well. Metroid Prime was a big deal. It didn't sell a lot, but it was a big deal. It's a big stage getter. It's a big um, attention grabber in the market. It grabs attention. People pay attention to it. So I think Metroid is like a whole different scale than Pikmin just because of that. Yeah, reason. Metroid has a lot more appeal. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I don't think that's a fair comparison. Shooters are big deals. Like anytime you shoot stuff in games, like you're, you were off to a good start. Like a lot of people like shooting <laughs> stuff. Uh, Dave B wants to know, do you see any more collaborations with third parties to make more mechanical entries using their own gameplay style? Not limited to just Zelda. Obviously the Hyrule Warriors gameplay is perfect to the story of Age of Calamity, he says. I hope so. I don't think so, to be honest with you. I don't think Nintendo's actively looking at other studios to do their IP work. I think really, the, I don't think so. They did Cadence of Hyrule, and I know Hyrule. Like they, I'm I only pointed out. I'm not trying to just say you're wrong. Right. I only point out that they're doing more of it now than they've ever done before. I agree with you on that. I just don't think they're going to really rely on on those games as much. And I don't th- I think they're going to do that with major franchises such as Zelda or like something like that. And yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Um but to be like honest, Smash, like Koei Tecmo does a lot true. of Smash, like it's outsourced. Um Zelda is, outsourced. is Monolith or it's second party, but they are they seem to be more open to lending out work. I guess it's just what I'm trying mm-hmm. to point out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just thinking more of the smaller indie studios. Yeah, I get um, what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love, and I think everybody would, so this isn't like news breaking, give somebody Metroid and let them make a Metroid game. <laughs> this sounds like, if good, you're man. not going to do it your damn self, like give it to somebody else. There's a billion people out here making, give it to Moon Studios. Remember, Go we published with them and let them make a Metroid game. Give it to the Hollow Knight people. Everybody thought Way Forward. Give it to Way Forward. <laughs> like, yeah, give it to anybody else and let them do it. That would just. Way Forward would do a good job with it. They would just print money. It's just. I, I think the same thing like with Star Wars, with EA. Every time they're like, why isn't Star Wars? I'm like, give the Star Wars license to anybody that wants to make a game and it'll make tons of money. Yeah, give it to Ubisoft with the Atlas game. Remember? Um, yeah, that would be really good. I, I, I would be, I mean, obviously they're doing this now, so the studio's already full, but I give me more Fire Emblem Warriors, give me Xenoblade Warriors. Like, I think all of those types of things have a lot of appeal. 
Um, I'm not opposed to using the Pokemon IP with anybody else that's not Pokemon Company. Like, you don't have to do an RPG. Mm-hmm. Right? You could do something else. You could do a MOBA on phone by Tencent. <laughs> that works. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I mean, still they're doing want, it. I want to play that game. Yeah. I'm not lying. I thought that game was kind of cool. Yeah. I know everybody hates hearing Tencent, but yeah. what they showed, I was like, that looks fun. Um, I hope so. Because I think it makes a lot of sense for Nintendo, but you have to be careful, right? Their brands are what keep Nintendo business. You can't just exactly. willy-nilly throw it out there like anything else. Like Their brands are their business. It's not their hardware. It's just the brands. That's the <laughs> only reason people are there for. So you have to be working with partners that you trust. Mm-hmm. But like, could somebody do it um, like the ukulele people or... Um, what was oh, the name of Donkey just Kong Country? Oh my exactly, God. or the the one that just hit Game Pass. What's that great platformer? I've been playing uh, it. New Super Lucky's Tale. Oh, okay, yes. The Give them platformer. Donkey Kong. Let them yep. make a Donkey Kong game. That'd be great. A 3D Donkey Kong game. I, I'd be down with that. For the studio that did a Hat in Time. Ooh, I know that one was popular. It's good. I don't know if it's Nintendo good. I don't know. I didn't play it. I think New Super Lucky's Tale is Nintendo good. That's a Nintendo yeah. quality platformer game. It's pretty good. And Ukulele, the 2D Ukulele game, is so damn good. It's Donkey Kong Country. Man. Right. But it's the like, 3D game, so I didn't like nearly as much. The 2D right. game, spectacular. They perfected, yeah. Yeah. The Hollow Knight game, like, so damn good. Mm-hmm. Um, How about the Golf Story people? Let them make a Mario tennis. Let them make a Mario sure. RPG golf game. Like, I could do this for days. <laughs> well, keep going. I finally get Nintendo's franchises and sprite artwork again. I would love that. One hundred percent. Like partner with an indie dev. Yes. Um, give one of the indie devs like a Fatal Frame, or let the dude make Fatal Frame. Like Nintendo apparently owns that franchise now. That's what he says I think, anyway. I think they imagine all these projects. They're not dumb. They're not like not seeing these games. They're calculated. Just, they only take they, sure bets. Very calculated. Exactly. Sure deals and like closed off, like exclusive deals, very hidden. Um, or you don't want everyone to see it. Or like Cadence of Hy- uh, Cadence of Hyrule, when Miyamoto just loves a game, then, yeah. then he'll give you the game. <laughs> <laughs> Which is awesome. He's like, I freaking love this game. Hey, do you want to make a Zelda game? <laughs> I still want Toby Fox to be involved in a mother reboot somehow. He would be, I mean, mm. Undertale is... You know, Mother's the reason why Undertale exists. and I think that's a great idea. He puts his heart into projects. He's a huge fan. It doesn't have to just be indie stuff, but I think we all agree that there are people out here that are making passionate projects because of Mm -hmm. Nintendo's legacy. And Nintendo would be foolish not to to tap into that we saw that in the um that netflix documentary remember yes. those those guys that were hacking the carts and everything and nintendo yeah. sued them and then they just made them employees <laughs> do that what are you doing do that um i would be all for it 100 yeah. percent. i would love i've always said this when i say this i understand why people cringe i would love a metroid shooter game not metroid game but like a legit shooter like a oh, doom game that's metroid that would be amazing. That would be legit. Blast ball, like Rocket League, but with blasters. Yeah, do that. That sounds fun. I'm here for all of it. So more games, better. That kind of stuff would be more well-received if Metroid had a <laughs> legit release. Series was, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. But like Samus Returns was fantastic. Oh, it was so good. I hope you finish it, Rebecca. That's I, I want to play it. My soon. favorite Metroid right. game, maybe. 
I love it's very um, I love her movement in that game. It's very fluid. I loved every bit of it. I didn't play the, the Game Boy. I never had one. Right. So I didn't know what I was getting into. And I remember, I think Jason and I, I think we tore through that in a week. Both of us. We were both done. Like we didn't I... stop playing. Like I loved that game. That game was fantastic. So, um, yeah. Yeah. That's a yeah. good question. I would love to mm-hmm. see it. I'm going to ask one more question and I'm going to paraphrase it. Zachary brings up that Charles Martinet is not going to be the mo- the voice of Mario forever. Um, eventually, he will retire, move on, Troy whatever. Baker. <laughs> I didn't even finish the question and you knew what I was going to ask. <laughs> what would Nintendo do as far as voicing Mario and subsequent characters for various projects? Would they hire somebody new or would they... Dude voices everything. He's the Joker. He's Joel. Like, he shows up in every game. He's in half of every anime. Like, I'm always amazed every time he comes up with a new voice. But, uh, no, this is a good question. You're right. Eventually, he will retire. But like all things, I think we see with voice actors, maybe it'll change a little bit. But Mario doesn't say a whole lot of things. So, one, they've got a big tape library to use. Two, the voice isn't so unique that I don't think it's replaceable. I think you could find somebody to do Mario. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I do think um, exactly what you said. They would reuse the clips. Don't they already do that in some of the games where it's just yep. you know his reused wahoos and whatnot? Mm-hmm. Um, I think they would do that for a long time. Yep. Sounds good. Even if they brought somebody in, I don't even know if they'd let you know because they wouldn't want like revolt or fan reaction, right? Well, they would have to be credited, wouldn't they? They might just like come out later and they'd be like, hey, by the way, this guy has been doing it for years. <laughs> you didn't know. <laughs> Too late now. <laughs> that'd be that'd be brilliant. All right, that'll do it for us this week here in the Nintendo Shack. We hope you enjoyed the show and we hope you enjoy each and every show. Share it with a friend, leave us a review, come watch us live. So we do this every Thursday night. All of you in the chat, we thank you so much for watching it. Chat was great tonight, as you guys have been for weeks. I keep saying it, but it's, I say it because it's true. Garrett, Rebecca, do you have any parting thoughts you'd like before we go away for another week? Rebecca, sus. That's all I have. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Poor Rebecca. Look at that look. Can't deny it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that'll do it for us. Good night, Kooplings. Bye bye.